to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Ladies, if you can have a seat, if you can, after all that fire, 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 okay, let me stop, <laughs> I'm so bad, we are going to have an, oh, where you go, come on up, Mary, we're going to have an amazing uh, teacher going to teach about communion really quick, because the Lord put on my heart to have communion for us, so she's going to break it down and let us know exactly about communion, right? Okay. Where are you going to stand? Hey, Scott, I'm standing right here. You don't here. want to stand in front of here? No, I, I do not. I want, this is more important than we have realized. Okay, so... So is it all right? Record it. Oh, okay, so I'll, stand, I'll stand wherever you want me to stand. I'm here. Okay, I'll be here. I'll move this over here. We'll do that. Do you want to be over there? Yeah. If that's all right. Okay, thank you. And if you don't mind, I'm going to move it a little bit. We're going to worship anyway, how we ask. Okay, but I'll leave it here so Okay. Okay, sorry. We didn't talk about these details. Sorry. Okay, okay. Well, I talked to a friend of mine in Massachusetts this morning. She's an awesome woman of God. And she said in the spirit as we were praying that she saw Wonder Woman. Has, have you all seen that movie? where they put some big sheet and she leaped on it and jumped and destroyed the enemy. And she said, this is going to be a springboard to pulling down of strongholds in our lives. So I believe that. And it's so good to see you. You could have been anywhere. You could have been shopping. You could have been cleaning the house. But you're here. And God is honoring that for you. And um, uh, me being up here, he can use anybody <laughs> at any time. Um, I, I want to prepare our hearts for worship, and I want to tell you this is not a ritual. This is not tradition. This is not just something you used to do at churches before. This is reality here. And so that's why I want to stand here. I, I kind of thought, well, maybe you should be holding this all the time that I'm talking, but, um, but it'd be too much. So. Just be aware that we're talking about the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. All right. Um, there's something about doctrine and experience. So let me explain. The teaching of the Bible, the things that we know about God and our experience with him combine. That's when life comes. If I just told you the law or word or teaching and there'd be nothing in you that received it then it would be just dead letter but when we receive it it's spirit and life to us so that's in part uh, and what I really want to tell you about is my experience with communion in all the years that I have been saved by the grace of God and we'll do a little teaching along the way um, Okay, there is something from the physical into the spiritual, there's something about that. So you be aware of everything that you see or do in, this, in the natural 
it has a relationship with the spiritual. Um, you start to do something in the flesh. Like if you're cleaning the house, say you're decluttering, God begins to declutter your heart and mind as well. So be aware of that. I love you guys. That's my cheerleading section over there. <laughs> all right. First of all, let's see. We, we use words. What are, what are some words that come to your mind, and you can just speak them out, when you think about communion? Uh, one of them to me is, is commitment, the commitment that Jesus has made to us and the Father together, and, and covenant that there's no... Uh, break between what the Father and the Son have covenanted together on our behalf. So just say a few words of sacrifice, forgiveness, oneness, good. Those are good words. Healing, um, mercy, good. Yes, all of these things. This, this is meaningful to each of us individually. And um, one word that comes to mind is redeem. And we hear that word. It's a good Christian word, redeem. He's redeemed us from all iniquity. He's redeemed us from the curse of the law. But do we really get what it means? <laughs> and I have to look up things, and you know that I love words. So um, to redeem means to buy up, ransom, and rescue from. And it comes from a word that means go to market. How many of you love to shop, right? <laughs> what do you do? We check the fabric. We see if we have to dry clean. No, we're not buying that, <laughs> right? You know, or, or we check the price, dear Jesus, you know. The price tag first sometimes, you know. So um, I do want to show you this. This is our price tag. The blood of Jesus. You're all valuable, so valuable. And I heard Kenneth Copeland say uh, recently that when Jesus prayed in John 17, he said, um, Father, I in them and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one. So the perfection, that word perfect means complete, so we can be complete in God and God in us. And then he says, so that the world will know that you have sent me and that they will know that the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. And I have a hard time with that. That is like, you've got to be kidding me because we're still thinking the old, you know, our parents taught us to be good. And God forbid we should not be good and then we get heavy. So that's that's not what he's talking about. He said, this is how God proved that statement, that God loves us as much as he loves Jesus. When, if God had loved Jesus more than us, Jesus would never have had to go to the cross. So he had to love us that much. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. But it's OK. <laughs> it's truth. <laughs> and that will always prevail. So, okay, so it comes, redeem, we're back to that, comes from the root meaning to loosen. So think about any kind of bondage that you just keep doing stuff wrong. It's redeeming, loosening us from that. And what the full 
meaning of redeem means is to loosen, release, or set free from the bondage and the penalty, which is death, of sin on payment of a ransom. And so, you know, that's all good. Loosen us. It's wonderful. But it's the payment of the ransom that did it. The payment of the blood that ransomed us. Okay. All right. So my experience with communion, I got saved through communion. I was attending a Greek Orthodox church, and it was age 20, so that was a while ago. And I came to the realization on a date when we were doing things that we ought not to be doing that I received godly shame from seeing someone look at me. And it was like, I don't know if it was an angel. I don't know if it was a real person. But in that look, the Holy Spirit made me aware and brought godly shame to me so that then I determined this is me making the choices. This is me violating my own conscience. This is not anybody else forcing. It's me wanting to do something that I know is wrong. So I went to church the next morning. And in the Greek Orthodox Church, you, they do offer communion. But usually you prepare for it. But I was so prepared by the Holy Spirit. I'm weeping in the back row. I went forward to take communion. So there's, there's a godly sorrow, there's a repentance, there's something that says, this is wrong, I am sorry, but it also says, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. But that's not the end. Amen. That's, that's not the end. The end is when you go take communion, you believe that you're forgiven. And there's something about that. What did Jesus say? He's, one of the first things in Mark, chapter 1, he says, repent, the kingdom of heaven is here, so repent and believe the gospel. So let's break that down. Repent, change our minds, turn from what is wrong, say that we're sorry to God, but then believe. And what do we believe? The gospel. What's the gospel? The good news. We've heard that. But in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul says the gospel is Jesus died for our sins. According to the scriptures, he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So what was promised and what was prophesied was very important to him. He was fulfilling it. And yet, those are Christian words. Do we match it with our experience? So for any of you, which I doubt are here, that don't, have never believed and taken it for yourself, that is really the, the doctrine and the experience. The teaching of Christ dying for our sins and actually receiving it into our hearts. So in communion, that's your moment. That's your moment to understand what was paid for you for forgiveness. Okay, so now, there came a time after I was saved that I was getting very heavy under my sinfulness. Now, I had Christ in my heart, and I had been forgiven initially, brought into the kingdom of God, made a child of God, but there was a point that I had to reach to understand that I wasn't a sinner because I sinned. 
I sinned because I was a sinner. And that's an important difference to make, to understand that there's a sin principle that's in us that we, we don't know right away. We died with Christ. There was nothing in us that was able to be good. That's what they call total depravity in, in religious circles. But what it means is there's no way we can please God within ourselves. And I had to come, and I still do, I had to admit, that, I, that we still have to realize that, that we can't do it on our own. Yes, we do it with him, that there's a part for us to play, but we still try to be good, some of us. All right, so I was in that season of seeing how sinful I could really be. And having to go to God like blind Bartimaeus. And, and this is blind Bartimaeus was blind, obviously begging by the side of the road, had the beggar's coat on him so everyone would know and give him whatever. And he heard Jesus was coming. And he cried out. He was not, um, okay, this is bad, this is bad. But he was like, Lord Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And it was like desperation from his heart. And sometimes we get to that place. We see it, and I've been there recently. So anyway, it's like, you know, everything in me wants to be good. And, and yet, here I am doing things that I know are not right. So when I did that, it, it takes humility. Yeah to raise your arms completely and just say, have mercy, because we know we don't deserve it. But that's exactly what mercy is, given when we don't deserve it. So um, I, it, t it took me days of putting the communion elements in front of me at home and just saying, okay, Lord, I'm wrestling through this. I'm wrestling through this. This is reality. This is what you've done for me but I feel so yucca and unworthy. And so finally I got to the point, okay, I'm taking this, I'm taking it. I receive it, Lord, I receive your forgiveness. Okay, so finally, maybe on the third day, I don't even know, I took it and I felt something lift. So not only was I saved through communion, I was delivered yeah. through communion. And there was, there's a true story of a woman who was in a mental institution, and so she would say good morning to someone and then start to swear in her head. It was like a dual thing going on up here. And um, so she went to see a chaplain, and he knew the Lord. And um, he challenged her. So if any of you ever get in that condemnation state, he said, God is the righteous judge and the only judge. Are you willing to release your, quote unquote, right to judge yourself to the only one who is truly the judge and who has mercy on you as the judge? So it's like, so she prayed and there was deliverance for her there as well. She said for a few days there was peace, she was happy, and then it came rushing back again. And what he challenged her with is, it doesn't matter where that's coming from. I mean, it's, no, he didn't say that. He said, we made a prayer before the Lord that he would be your only judge. If you hold to that, no matter what else is going on up here or what else you're doing, 
that will hold you steady. And she did do that, and she was released from the mental institution. Praise God. So when Bartimaeus is crying out for mercy, that word mercy actually means compassion. And here's the definition. It's a tender awareness of others' distress coupled with an urgent desire to help or to spare. And, and I have felt hardened heart, you know, in my own realm of living, too. But yet Jesus, when you're in distress like that or even misery, he hears, he feels with you, and he is ready to help you and wanting to. So if that's you this morning, turn, turn your heart and mind to the Lord. Turn it to communion. Turn it to the elements. And receive the deliverance from whatever is oppressing you. Okay, but the third one. Thank you. The first one was God with us. The second one is God in us. Now this is God through us. And this is the joyful part, is because there was an Easter season where I determined I really wanted to know God. I was getting really hungry to know him better and understand what all this means. And so at the end of whatever days that I was doing this, Pastor Tom had communion. And I went forward, and he and Becky were administering it. They put the bread in my mouth, and I'm telling you, an explosion of the presence of God happened. And then they gave me the wine or the grape juice, and I ended up on the floor. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, so I'm and in my mind was running all the scriptures, you know, all the promises. It's like, yes, this is true. This is true. This is true. So Maria said this morning, we have the capacity to say no. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes to no. <laughs> and uh, even El Martha shared with me a testimony of laying down our lives will bring forth fruit. It will influence others. And so, um, the glory of God, there's always more. Even in heaven, there's always more. He never runs out of blessing us and bringing us deeper. I love that part of the song, and it's, a, it's in the Bible. It says, deep, deep, his deep calls unto our deep. And we respond to each other. And there's, there's a secret place. There's an intimacy and if there's something that we as women desire, it is intimacy. Along with uh, good relationship, well, that's your intimacy. Along with adventure, right? So that's what we want. We want intimacy, we want adventure. We want relationships. So this is it, right here. This is it. Intimacy, relationship. Right? Love. I mean, everything. 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 So let me, let me see what, I, what else. I okay. That was it. That's it. Okay, good. All right. So I'm going to um, have you come up. And as you come up, I'm going to say some scriptures. Oh, they're going to, yeah, yeah. Come, come, come. So um, one of the first scriptures that I may end up running for my Bible is, they're going to pass it out to you, and you're going to take it, and then we'll take it together. Um, 
Here's Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Can we thank the Lord for Mary and that amazing teaching on the communion? Oh, that's good. I just want to thank my sound men in the back, too, Cody and David. Thank you. Yes. Right. <laughs> They're worshiping with us. I'm high. I don't know about anybody else. I'm burning. I don't know what this is. Listen. Come on, connect. I know we asked for it. We're like, oh my God, I'm so hot. Fire. The fire of God. Why? Okay, what the fire? No fire. No fire. I'm too hot. <laughs> the Holy Ghost, like, what you want? You say you want me, then you like back up. The, right. We take a mighty rushing wind. The other part, the Holy Ghost. Okay. <laughs> Holy Ghost fire. We want the Holy Ghost wind. <laughs> we can ask. We ask. We have not because we ask not. I'm asking. Wi Fi. I don't want the Wi Fi off. Come here, Shazi Zimi. Someone come help me. Oh, wait, there it is, TCVC, right? Or is it TCVC? I don't know which one it is. That says no internet. TCVC EXT, that one? That one? From my, com no, it's not, it's saying trying to connect. This one? It's saying trying to connect. There it is. Okay. Okay, okay. How y'all doing? Listen, I'm just, I, I'm, if my makeup is a wreck, I don't care. I would just like all on my lash probably down here, makeup off here, because you know when I'm sitting there and we took communion and it's like it just, the love of, of Jesus is just sometimes just overwhelming, but it's a good overwhelm. And it was just like, whoa. And it was like I was a brand new baby again, going and accepting the Lord, you know? So I'm like, Lord, I thank you for your new beginnings, your fresh start, your freshness, your goodness. Like all of that can start over just with communion. Just to go, Father, I thank you. It's a new day, a new hour, just new for me, new for us. So I didn't like, I don't even care. I'm with my sisters. Listen, <laughs> if my lipstick's up here on my teeth, ignore it. <laughs> You don't know what to tell you. Oh, I love you, Paula. Thanks, girl. Thank you, Casey. Thank y'all. And thank all y'all sisters who came here who I've, I met, but I haven't. you haven't come before. So thank you for coming. Thank you. They're my sister, girl. And hey, girl. <laughs> That's my sisters. Y'all so good. Y'all look cute. Come, come a little closer. Something I want to do. You need to be around a sister, girl. Come on. Come on, sis. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Glory to God. Listen, I got, I got, we don't go by goosebumps, but I got them. Okay. The river. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, when I, when the Lord say we're doing women's and we do it, I, I just, when, when I get texts and stuff, I can't make, I can't make, I go, okay. Like I, I can't even say anything. I'm like, I, okay. I don't know what to tell you, but just thank you for telling me. I don't know. But I'm like, do you understand what's going to take place? We, I don't even know, but I'm like, I'm just going to trust God and be obedient. And when he's saying to do it, and then we do it. And then he's so faithful. He's so faithful when you just step out in obedience. Because who knows, like, who, who want to do a meeting with women? I've always fought with the Lord about that. 
I'll pastor all day long with my husband on the side all day. It's preach, teach a word, bye. But when you have to be in the midst of it in ministry with women, listen, that's the Lord's grace. Hallelujah. Listen, let me stress it. I do love y'all. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I would just, you know, Lord, raise somebody else up. Just raise somebody else up. If you have not heard me preach before, I'm, I'm very real. I'm also very, uh, not very, but I, I preach prophetically too, but I'm very real. But I like to make it like that because I think we've been in religion too long, even in the church for us who've been saved 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and enough of that. You haven't been in our church, so the Lord's been really dealing with me on mediocre Christianity, which is like, it's about to be a battle between mediocre Christianity and just kingdom people, okay? And let me tell you, the line of the tribe of Judah is on the kingdom people's side, right? <laughs> just saying. Yes. Everybody by sister girl? Sister Ann, I need you to come up and be by sister girl. Yep. I need everybody by sister because the Lord had me do something. Claudia, come up. Be by Paula. Oh, Maria, where are you? Okay, Maria, come on. You be by, by Mary. Or Mary, you be your friend and you be by Katie. I need everybody with a sister girl. Claudia, come Oh, be, you together. Just, just really quick because I'm going to have you. I got, the Lord has me having us do something. We need somebody with my girl. Oh, Pamela, you finna come with me then, right? Oh, there's Pamela2222. Anna's with you. Okay, you too. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Come on. You need, you know, I'm be Pamela. Okay. Go by Pamela. Then you three to get together. Okay. She need Pamela. No, she wants you. She wants you. She wants you. We don't have a choice in the Holy Ghost. Just get over there. Get over there. Have you start recording yet, Zimi? Oh, okay. All right. Everybody stand up. Stand up by your sister, girl. The Lord had me do something. <laughs> These two. <laughs> These two. And my sound guys, if, if I'm saying sister, just say brother. Because we know there's two genders in the kingdom of God. There's two, not five or whatever else they're making up. There's just two. Even at the end, let's say if someone transgendered, at the end they take your blood, you're going to be whatever you were born with. Okay, I ain't going to go there. That's not what the Lord has me preaching on. That I'm just going to teach real quick. All right, before we start, the Lord did put on my heart that I have to have you sisters say something to each other. Okay? So just look at your sisters. It's going to be kind of weird. Make you uncomfortable. It's okay. But before we start, before we start, this is how we love each other. Tell your sister, tell your sister next to you that she is beautiful. Tell your sister next to her that when she walks in a room, the atmosphere changes. Tell your sister that, tell your sister she's a miracle. Tell your sister that she looks amazing. Tell her that she is anointed. You are powerful. You are blessed. You look like Jesus is your best friend. You look like glory is a, listen these two. You look like glory is attached to your name. You look like, you calm down you two, I'm going to split you up. You look like no one gets on your nerves. You look like, you look like you don't get annoyed. 
You look like you are professionally unbothered. You look like devils tremble when you get up in the morning. Tell her her roar means business. Tell her that she is the woman for the job. Tell her great things are going to happen to you. Now tell her you see her. Tell her you see her. You love her. You believe in her. Tell her she got this. Because the father got you. Love on your sister. And sit on down, right? That's your sisters. That's your sister. Now me, me, and Cassie, y'all sisters. <laughs> That's how it is. The Lord starts saying we got to speak that into each other. We need that. We as women don't say that enough to each other, that we see you. We see you. Even in the struggle, we see you. Even when you're dealing with some things, we see you. And sometimes it's hard for us to say that because sometimes those women don't want to say anything. Like, no, we're just, we're blessed. <laughs> we're blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. When we're dealing with some stuff. But when you say, we love you and we see you and you got this. And yes, devils do tremble when you get up. Regardless of what your mind may try to say. You are beautiful. You are anointed. Okay, y'all can have a seat. Let's get, oh, come on, Mimi. That's right. You are beautiful, baby girl. You got a call on your life, huh? You got a call on your life. I'm going to keep going. You are not your past, woman of God. You are not your past. You are daughters of the king. You have a purpose and a mandate that you are going to fulfill, each and every one of you. You are not what your mama said. You are not what your daddy said. You are not what your grandmother said. You are not what aunties or uncles said. You are not the shame, the guilt. You are not the trauma. The trauma may have shaped you, but that does not make you. You have the blood of Jesus running through your veins. You are new. You have a new beginning. It starts today, and we bless you in that in Jesus' name. You are not anything else. Today is a new day for you to walk in everything that God has for you. All his promises are yes and amen, because you living in the lie now. You living in the lie now. You living in the lie now. You're living in the lie now. Yes, you are. You're living in the lie now. You're living in the lie now. I'm living in the lie now. I'm living in the lie now. That's you tell the devil. Thank you, Lord. If you have your Bible, your phone, let's get started. I'm going to try to get you out of here. I don't know, in 15 minutes. I'm so sorry. If you guys have to leave, it's okay. I did go long. I started late. It was just, yeah. I started on. Amen. Maria said it this morning. She was like, midnight or tonight. I was like, oh, okay. Well, okay. Jesus. <laughs> I only think I only think we have coffee in the back. We might have to get some food if we stand that long, right? DoorDash. <laughs> I probably need. No, I'm not gonna need my glasses. I am not. Ephesians one. You guys bless me for coming here and being here and just wanting to spend time with the Holy Ghost. I thank you that you don't come for me or anybody else, but the Holy Spirit. That's important. So I appreciate that because we know we can be doing many things today, many other things, but we chose to come and worship the Father together. So I just pray that you guys are blessed. I believe that. I believe you're going to receive exactly what you need today. I believe you're going to get it. I believe it's a freshness for all of you. 
We just didn't do communion for anything. I mean, the Lord planned all this out. We don't plan anything. We may try to plan, but the Lord has another and a better plan, his best plan. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Ephesians 1. We're going to start at verse 6. I'm going to go from the Amplified, okay? So that if mine is extra long and, you know, King James is shorter. But uh, verse 6. So that we might be to the praise and the um, commendation of his glorious grace, favor, and mercy, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption, deliverance, and salvation through his blood, the remission, forgiveness of our offenses, shortcomings, and trespasses, in accordance with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor, which he lavished upon us in every kind of wisdom and understanding, which is practical insight and prudence, making known to us the mystery, the secret of his will, of his plan, of his purpose, and it is this. In accordance with his good pleasure, his merciful intention, which he had previously purposed and set forth in him, he planned for the maturity of the times and the climax of the ages to unify all things and head them up and consummate them in Christ, both things in heaven and things on the earth. When the Lord had us do um, communion, instead of do communion, he started speaking to me about the blood of Jesus. And you know me, I, I, I'm a big mouth. I, 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 try to, I try not to argue with the Father. But listen, I'm one of those girls. He's still dealing with me. Then I'm like, Lord, it's not Resurrection Sunday. <laughs> the blood of Jesus. You know, this is, this, is, this is Easter. This is Resurrection Sunday. The Lord's like, well, I guess this is going to be Resurrection Sunday because it's time to be, raise some things up in these ladies. And I went, okay. Like, he knows. He's like, you, you got to make it make sense, but you don't. But he knows that we can talk to him like this. Let's, let's be very real. He's a daddy God that we can talk to like I'm talking to each and every one of you. And he will also correct you. And check you. That's why he was like, oh, oh, Latasha, really? Resurrection? Well, here you go. You go raise some stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Jesus. Okay. So I was like, all right, Lord, let's let's talk about how we are empowered by the empowered by the blood of Jesus. And I don't think I didn't tell you, Mary, what I was talking about, did I? No. So I just told Mary, just talk about communion, <laughs> right? Whatever you with communion. And she brought out the blood. So the Holy Spirit. Thank you. So, you know, I start looking at Google because I don't know too much about the blood. Well, yeah, I can give you my story. However, it says blood is a vitally important fluid for the body that is thicker than water and is to facilitate cleansing of the system. This is one of the main purposes of the blood of Jesus. And what he does for us is to cleanse us, each and every one of us. Blood is the circulatory system that delivers necessary substances such as nutrients and oxygen to the cells and transports uh, metabolic waste products away from these same cells. As I'm reading, I'm like, wow, this is the blood. This is the blood of Jesus, even better than that. Blood also fights infections and carries hormones around the body. Hence, when someone does want to get the hormone replacement and stuff to alter their blood. So altogether, the, the many important functions of the blood is that the blood supplies oxygen to the tissues in our body, supplies nutrients to your body, removes waste, gives, um, let me see how to spell this, I'll say it. What is it? Something like that. Functions, immunological. Thank you, you have the MP in front right here, okay. Functions, messenger functions, and regulation of core body temperature and hydraulic functions. That's big. So we know what the natural blood does. Imagine what the supernatural blood of Jesus. What? 
Jesus, thank you. It goes beyond all that sales waste, and he does all that for us. If you've been born again, you are purchased with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, let me just say this. In, in the Bible, when Jesus started talking about the blood, come on, let's be real. When he was like, you got to drink my blood. Listen, if I was down 2,022 years ago, I'd be like, Jesus, I don't know about you. You want me to drink blood? I Listen, Jesus, I know I've seen your miracles. <laughs> and you deliver people, but you want me to drink your blood? The thing is, when he started talking about that, the blood is offensive. Even today, when you talk about the blood of Jesus and what it's done for you and what it can do, it is offensive to people who have no idea about the supernatural power of Jesus. They have no idea that he died for each and every one of us. I even looked at something. I think they have, I don't want to say his name, some movie on, on Netflix about something about this guy who's horrible. And I was like, Jesus, your, your blood died for him too. You know, you start doing that. Like, even him? And I was like, even him. Even him, even the worst ones that we think is the worst in our, in our heads, Jesus looks at them and will call them son and daughter when they repent and come on over. That's amazing. The blood of Jesus is what gives us the access to be in the Father's presence. It gives us the access to be able to boldly approach the throne of grace because of the blood of Jesus. It allows me and you, all of us, to be in the kingdom of God and have all the privileges of the kingdom. Hmm. If you take the blood away, we don't have life. If you take the blood away, we're not in any type of kingdom. The blood of Jesus, though. Stay the blood of Jesus. Hey, the blood of Jesus gives us power over the enemy. Let me tell you, we got to know what this blood means to us because Satan knows. Satan knows what the blood of Jesus does, okay? He knows the power in the blood of Jesus. He fears the power in the blood of Jesus. He knows he's already defeated in the power of the blood of, the, of Jesus. Because hmm. one drop, just one drop, one drop of the blood of Jesus has more power than every demonic in existence. One drop of the blood of Jesus can break every chain and fetter from anyone's life. One blood, one drop of the blood of Jesus can break every type of demonic stronghold and strategy in anyone's life. One drop. That's the power of the blood of Jesus. It's our protection from the enemy. The blood of Jesus is our protection. It, the shed blood allows us to walk justified and righteous and holy because of the blood of Jesus. You are accepted because of the blood of Jesus. You ain't accepted because you're smart. You got a five degrees. You're pretty. You have all this money. You're not accepted for that. You're accepted because of the blood of Jesus. You got his blood running through his veins, daughters of God. You got his blood in your veins. You know what that means? You have new blood. You have new ancestry. You don't got to look up DNA ancestry. You got it right here. Blood of Jesus. You come from the lines of kings and queens. Come on. So no more saying, oh, this is in my bloodline. The blood pressure, the shame. But no, you got a new bloodline. It stops right here. The buck stops right here. And because of the blood, you can openly praise him. You can openly worship him because of the blood of Jesus. In John 117, and Mary might have already said some of these, but in um, NLT it says, but if we are living in the light, Hallelujah. As God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus. His son cleanses us from all sin. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him we have redemption. That is our deliverance and salvation through the blood of Jesus, which paid the penalty for all of our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace. 1 Peter 1, 8 
1, 18 through 19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. Jesus. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 13, 20, it says, Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratify an eternal covenant with his blood, may, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. I'm going to say again, the blood of Jesus equips you with everything you need. No need is too little for Jesus. No need, no need is too big. He's saying his blood equips us with everything we need. That's a good God. That is a good God. Let's go to Romans 5. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Remember when that movie came out, um, what was it, Mel Gibson? Thank you, Pastor to Christ. And that part, man, boo-hooing like a baby. And I remember I, I bought the movie and watched it at home and cried. And I was like, oh, my gosh, please. I'm so thankful, Lord, you don't have to do that again. And because he said because of love he had, if he had to, he would do it again. But he doesn't have to. But because it's the love of the Father that he would do it again for one person. Oh, Jesus. Romans 5, verse 3. Three. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unserving endurance. And endurance fortitude develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of, his, of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So the Lord started talking to me about what his blood can do also for you. And when you are dealing with struggle or hardship, we can go ahead and apply the blood of Jesus to the situation, okay? Because of the blood, you can get through anything that you're dealing with anything. And I thank God. I always thank him for the breakthrough, but you know what I started realizing? I start thanking him for the struggles because it teaches me. It teaches me some things that I wouldn't have known about unless I went through the struggle or the hardship. So I know we always say, thank you, Lord, for the blessings. But I'm like, thank you, Lord, for the struggle, because I know from the struggle, it's going to go on to the blessing because you're such a good guy. You're not going to leave me in the struggle or the hardship. You're going to take me over to breakthrough. You're going to take me over into the promise. You're going to take me over to what you have for me. I'm not sitting in the storm forever, but I'm moving through the thing so I can use it to bring more glory and honor to you. When you can look at things from a different perspective instead of sitting there being, um, no, it's me, this happened to me. No, you go, thank you, Father, because I know you're such a good God. You're taking me through. I'm going to be delivered. This is not forever. Thank you, Lord. He always makes a way out of no way, it seems like, all the time. And I'm like, Lord, you've taught me to trust you. I have seen him come through for me and my family so many times that now when something happened, I'm like, okay, God, you got this. Thank you that you already delivered me from this. Thank you that you delivered my family. Thank you that you saved my brother. Thank you you saved my, my sister. Thank you for divine protection. We thank him for that. 
let me tell you, dealing with things when I've been in a struggle has helped me even love people even more. Wow, right? You're like, Jesus, that person, <laughs> you know, make, helps me to love them and appreciate them more. And I start realizing, too, I'm like, we don't know what someone, our sister, is dealing with anyway. So why start judging on that? Dealing with things have helped me to um, intercede even more for my family and friends. It made me learn how to go into the secret place even more when we're dealing with stuff. Also, when I'm dealing with struggle, it helps me to be careful what comes out of my mouth. I'm like, the Lord's like, don't you say that. Don't you dare. It. It's in my mind. I'm like, don't, don't you say it. I don't want to get out. i got to put it back. No, I just go, well, okay, I'm not saying it. No, I have to watch. What, actually, I watch what comes out of my mouth every day, not just in the struggle. But when you're in the struggle, be careful of what you say. When PT was dealing with his grandson, he was like, this is the verse. Like, don't come and ask him how's it, how the baby, how the, this is the verse you're going to pray for, and that's that. Don't ask me anything. And that's how you need to be when you're going through something. Don't have people come, but what about this so I can pray? When we all know, let's be real, people ain't praying. So don't come to me saying you're going to pray. What are you going to pray? No, if you're going to pray, let's, let's just deal with that out of our mouth. If you tell your sister, brother, whoever you're going to pray, pray for them. Because when you don't, you just lie. Let's just keep it real. So if we're going to be kingdom people and we say we're going to pray for one another, then pray for them. Okay? All right. Whew, listen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you this, too. The Lord wants me to just remind you that everything that you have went through, even in your past, everything you have struggled with recently, every part of trauma, every trigger that you have, everything is not going to work against you. It's going to work for you. If you look at it like that, everything is going to work for you than against you. The enemy wants you to think, ha, ha, I got you. This is it. And you go right back, ha, ha, no, you don't because you defeat it. You're under our feet. No. And I'm going to tell every woman in here at the sound of my voice, you can hear me online. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are king's daughter despite whatever situation or circumstance says. You are a king's daughter. Don't go by what's right in front of you. Ooh, that's kind of hard at times. Let's be It's kind of hard at times when you're in it, you're sitting in it. But you're not your situation or your circumstance. You're not. Because I pray right now, every situation that you may be dealing with right now, I pray that it will bring glory to God. And you're going to use it to get someone else set free and delivered. When you look at it like that, where it's just not about you, it's about getting through so you can get somebody else set free. Because the enemy don't want anyone that's set free. That's why when he thought he crucified the son, he did not crucify him. The Lord laid his life down. But once he did, he was like, oh, shoot, because he know many other Jesus was getting raised back up. So I'm telling you, when the enemy, I always tell the enemy, do you sure you want to mess with me? Do you know what I'm going to be after this? Do you know the anointing on my life? I talk to the devil like that. Do you know who I have on the inside of me? Do you know that I have things that draw on the anointing that can come and fight you even more? Do you know I'm going to take territory back from you, Satan? Do you know that you're not going to bother my family? Do you know I have the protection of angels around me? I just got to call one down. That's all I got to do. When you start telling the devil, talking back to him, say, get up out of here. You don't belong in here. You have no right to touch me or my family. I have the blood of Jesus that covers us and our home and our cars and our careers and our ministries 
We got to start using the anointing inside of us, the word of God, to speak back and fight back the enemy like that. Us sitting there crying and telling Sister Susie, Joe, and everybody else, all our problems is not going to work. You got to go right to the throne yourself and start praying and giving the word. Father, you said my marriage is going to be like this. Father, you said my family will be safe. Father, you said we will be healed. Father, your word says that we're going to be delivered. Father, your word says that you wanted me and you gave me the kingdom assignment. Father, you said this. Just remind him. This is what all the blood was for. This is what the blood was for. Jesus. So I'm going to tell you, whatever it is, the situation, the circumstance, these two words, but God. Capital B-U-T. But God has always came through, has always followed through. Always. All of us in this room can say we've experienced setback. All of us in this room could say we've experienced disappointment. All of us. But it's what we're going to choose to do with that setback and that disappointment. What are we going to choose to do with it? Well, I choose to use it for God's glory. I choose to use it to get somebody else set free, safe, and delivered. I choose it to lay hands on somebody else. Jesus. I'm almost done, y'all. Psalms 34. Wait, I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it. Psalms 34, 19. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous, but the Lord rescues him from them all. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like I said, because of that, you have an anointing on the inside of you, so allow whatever is happening to place a demand on that anointing on the inside of you. Allow that gift in you to be stirred up. Allow that gift to start going, you know what? Let me see, River. Come on and flow. What am I doing? How am I doing this? Allow yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit. Because I know right now the Lord is saying to me that he is giving new plans and new strategies for his body. New plans and strategies in this hour. So I'm here to tell every sister too at the sound of my voice, go ahead, sis, write that book. Go ahead, sis, start that ministry. Go ahead, sis, start your uh, business. Hmm? Go ahead and, and go back to school. Jesus. Go ahead and start spreading the gospel on social media. Go ahead and don't allow fear to stop you from talking to someone in the store or at the DMV. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. It's okay. Don't take criticism from people who never critique the dog I'm thinking in their life. Be around people who's going to encourage you. So go ahead and do it in this hour. It is the time to keep praying for people. Y'all, Casey, don't know, you don't know this about Casey, but she has, well, she used to send me prayers. Her voice is so soothing and calming and it's so anointed. And all she's doing is praying the word of God that you're like, whoa, right? And I was sending it to people. Well, she stopped. So I was telling her, I'm like, listen, that was anointed of God. And the enemy does not want you to pray for people and send the word of God to people in a certain time. And God, listen, I'm just going to say God is calling you to raise that back up. It is time for you to get those prayers back out for people, especially in this hour, especially in this time. And don't you listen to anybody and what they say about you or to you or to family. You be obedient to God in this hour because we need that. And we're going to encourage you as our sister to go forward in his power and his glory so that you can see fruit behind that. Nobody else need to see it, but you're going to do it for what God is calling you to do. In this hour, she'll let her do a prayer so you can hear what I'm saying. But believe me, <laughs> believe me, Jesus, but God.
We live in the light now. But God, we're going to have all these things in your head when you're like dealing with something. Okay, but God, but I'm living in the light now. No, but you're awesome God. You just, you know, you got to keep coming to everything. You are Alpha and Omega. What? You no, know, just is. I just want to really encourage you too to say that things can change in the blink of an eye. Everybody blink. Boop. Change. It's done. It's already done. It could turn around like that immediately could turn around. You can go from broke to thousands of dollars in the bank like that. You can go from being despised and hated to being favored like that. Thank you, Jesus. From sick to healed, from tormented to delivered, from breakdown to breakout and breakthrough like that, the blink of an eye. And let me tell you, you don't need money or degree or anything. If God has called you to do something, you just need obedience and you back it with the blood of Jesus. Hmm? Thank you, Jesus. All right, Lord. Hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I do this because I'm sitting and listening to hear what he's saying to do. Thank you, Jesus. All right. What you got to say? Um, when you were sharing that we should absolutely pray for people when we say we're going to pray, ask the person, what's your life verse in this situation? And that's what you pray for for that person. So for me, years ago and then again, it was Psalms 118, I shall not die, I shall live and proclaim the works of the Lord. And I would tell people, and just recently I sent scripture to people, if you're going to pray for me, this is what you pray. I don't need to have to talk about what it is. And that's, and thank you, Casey, for doing what you do. It's real. Oh, you, whoever. Cassidy. It, well, maybe you need it too. Praise God. All right. So, yeah, this is important stuff. It is. Because when I was dealing with something, the Lord showed me right away. It's Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. you got to have a verse that you like. Okay, Father, you told me to trust in the Lord. With you got to remind them of his word. Just like kids remind us. When my girls are little, they remind us. You said you were taking us to Chuck E. Cheese. It, <laughs> Daddy, you taking us to Toys R Us against that Barbie. And they, he's like, all right. Like, they remind you, so we got to remind our daddy. He's okay with that. Remind daddy. You said this in your word about me. You said it. Thank you, Lord. All right, Lulu. I'm trying to think of Okay. Thank you, Jesus. You are overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. That's why it's like, what's your verse? What is your verse? Thank you, Lord. Listen, ladies, it's just time to use the blood of Jesus and utilize it. Because I think a lot of times we, we forget about it. We just, we say we're in the kingdom and then that's it. But it's time for us to utilize the blood of Jesus to win whatever victory we need, whatever set, setback we're dealing with, you just use the blood of Jesus because it can attack the enemy. Whatever the enemy sends you, it will attack the enemy right back with the blood. It's time for us ladies to get pushed into that next dimension, that next level that he is calling us to do, that next push of mandate and assignment that you have. Because we're sitting here, but God said it's time to go up even higher right now. It's time, and I'm going to help you push you. I'm going to help push you. I'm going to push you have you help you birth that baby. I'm going to push you through the finish line. Even if you're tripping over the finish line, you're going to get over there. You might be mad and go, wait, I said it. And, <laughs> and you're getting pushed. I'm going to push you. You got to say something? Okay, come on, sis. I got a mouth like you. Okay, so if we have the blood of Jesus running through us, yes. so does our children. Right. So when we stand in warfare and we pray for our children, you speak to that blood. Yeah. Decree and declare over yeah. that blood. 
So don't think that just sitting there, laying, you know, kneeling, begging God for your right. child. You got right. the blood that's running through them. Right. Speak to that blood. Right. Amen. Amen. And like she said, pleading and begging. We don't got to even beg him. We don't got to beg him anything, right? What you got, Maria? You got something too? Okay. My mom is 84 years old, 84. And uh, she became born again, and I'm teaching her about the kingdom of God, the power and authority. She knows how to use it. And then I went, um, I started teaching her about the blood, because I'm all about the blood and the Holy Spirit, all that, the whole package. Glory to God. So as, as I was teaching her, she saw a big puddle on her carpet of the blood of Jesus and then disappeared. So you tell me now. The blood, there's power in the blood. And I sleep all night. I sent it to you with the blood of Jesus over my family, my finances, my car, my dog, everything. You name it. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> you have some fireballs up in here. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Look what you started, Lulu. Now I feel like I'm like, what do you have? All right. And the last thing that I want to add to that is just to activate the blood. You just speak the word to it. No, I'm all looking. Bloodline breakers. Yes. Bloodline breakers. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. Listen. Hallelujah. So I just want to hear what God wants to do. Because of the blood, faith is coming back at even a stronger level. Because of the blood, we are going to get pushed into a new dimension because of the blood. Thank you, Lord. Boldness is coming back for some of you who have lost it. Boldness is coming back because of the blood. The confidence that you may have missed is coming back because of the blood. Rejection, got to go. Depression, get up out of here. Anxiety, nope, you got to go because of the blood. The blood of Jesus, you got to go. Consistently is coming back. Consistent, being consistent. Because we get hyper and we're excited for something for a minute, a day, a week, a month, and then we're back. And the Lord is saying we need to be consistent at what is coming. You have to be consistent. I pray a hunger and a thirst for the Father that you have never had. We're all saying we're hungry and thirst for him. But I'm praying that you have a whole deeper level of the hunger and thirst of the Father and his presence and his word and that your ears are open to hear everything that he says. You got something, sis? Okay, yes, ma'am. How do you, in a practical manner, use the blood? Give me an example, please. Example is I plead the blood of Jesus over this event. Thank you, Father. I plead the blood of Jesus over my car as I drive it. Very simple. Father, I thank you. I plead the blood of Jesus over my family right now, over my husband, over my ministry, over my career. I plead the blood of Jesus because you're protecting it. You're like the devils are staying away from it because when the blood is there, they got it's like they like this. They get back. They got to get back. The blood of Jesus, and it's like, oh, your kids? Oh, wait, yeah, the blood is covering them. I can't do that. Oh, the blood over here on Kelly? Oh, wait, I can't, I can't, I can't touch Kelly. I see the blood on there. What you got? also come if someone gives you something and you don't know anything about it you can plead the blood of Jesus over it before you receive it right can I say that too if you have a boss that is a hot mess listen somebody give me a is this a pen I need a pen or something is this a pen 
oh, here's a pen. I'd be like, I plead the blood of Jesus over this pen. I thank you, Father, for anointing that. When this boss gets this pen, she's going to be shaken. I just thank you for the anointing. I'm going to transfer the anointing on this pen. So I believe that when my boss touches this pen, that she's going to sense your anointing, your presence, your power. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. I thank you for the Holy Ghost fire. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Hey, boss, you need a pen? I got, I got, I got a new pen for you. Man, I got a new pen. You got something? See? <laughs> the Lord is doing something. I don't know. Just do. Listen, I don't always share this because it is between the Lord and I, but when I clean homes, I plead the blood of Jesus over toilets, over pillowcases. I plead the blood over every four corners of each property. And when I pray, I'm praying warfare for this family because he put me in people's homes, intimacy, into me, you see, it's personal, so I'm pleading the blood. Then we go over to the shop and we go do hair. And as I shampoo, I'm pleading the blood of Jesus, Holy Spirit healing, and I'm, I mean, I'm just breaking things off. And let me tell you something, I get phone calls. I don't know what happened after I left. I, my body's healed. Praise God, it's the blood of Jesus. I'm praying. I don't always have to pray out loud. Spirit to spirit, I'm touching you. These hands are anointed by God. And when I lay hands, things are being broken off because of the blood, baby. Woo-hoo! Oh, my baby got one. So I'm going to piggyback off of Kelly about your healing in your hands because I never thought about being in oncology and hematology. So the blood, hematology. So recently I've been a nurse in um, oncology and I was like, why am I here? I never thought about working with cancer. But since I've been there, I'm like, okay, I see why. So pleading the blood of Jesus over my hands, and as I'm talking and, and touch, touching people, and I'm like, Lord, when I touch these people, let them feel your love. Let them feel your presence. Let them feel your healing power and your healing balm of Gilead that flows throughout their bodies. I'm accessing their port as I'm giving them chemotherapy. Let them have this blood that's in their chemo flowing through their, their veins and their bloodstream. So I'm like, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm touching you, and I'm praying for you as I'm talking to you. How you doing? What's going on? I'm like, they don't know that, they, that I have healing in my hands as I'm touching them and that they're feeling, oh, you're different. So I feel comfortable about around you. I feel peace around you. I feel calm and comforting around you. And I'm like, this is why I'm here. So, so I thought that the explanation or I guess definition of um, plead the blood meant to cover but when you gave the example about the the pen from the boss you said I plead the blood but then you added additional words of prayer and so it left me a little unclear still about what plead the blood means besides because it sounds like it means cover but it also means some other things it seems I just said it cleanses breaks breaks off things out of people make an appeal things out of people, sickness, diseases, uh, anger, you name it. Even demons, demons know more about the blood than the Christians do. I know that for sure. So the blood is basically like when I was saying that the word says it means it covers everything, if that makes sense. So you can take the blood of Jesus and apply it or plead it to any and everything. 
because that's how he is. That's what he says. You, this blood is for any situation, any circumstance that you may have that come up. Any struggle, you can say, I apply the blood. Cover it, protect it, break it, um, bring, yeah, cleanse it, purify it, whatever it is. Whatever you come to the Father and you're pleading the blood of Jesus over whatever it is, that's what it is for you and between you and the Father, okay? And a lot of times we have to come out of here and come right in here. So when you're saying it, you just, you're coming from your river, from, from your Holy Spirit up in here, and you're like, Father, I'm not going to be up in here because this is what's going to make me confused and I don't understand and where I'm going. To. But when you stay from here in the Holy Spirit, when you're being led and guided by the Holy Spirit instead of our feelings and emotions, which are kind of up here, you, you're going to be on the right path. You're fine with doing whatever the blood, Father, whatever the blood is, I need it for this. Okay. What we're going to do is I'm going to, because we're getting we're gonna too many questions, and I didn't want to turn this into a question thing. However, we're going to do a prayer over it. Is it something real quick, Heather? Because Anna was saying that the blood is in our relatives, the one, the children that we had. So we're pleading the blood over them because they're, our, they're from us. So we have the blood in us, so they have the blood in them. But to activate it, you're speaking God's word, meaning scripture, over their situation. Does that answer your question? So you're speaking their, the scripture, and then when we don't have words, we're, we're praying in tongues for them. That's activating the blood that's already in them. That's what God was giving me. I didn't know it was for you, though. Okay. Statement. The blood of Jesus Christ is the greatest legal transaction in the history of the world. Okay? Sis, if you got more, don't leave. We'll, we'll deal with it at the end. You sure? Okay, because I'm like, because I ain't letting my sister leave without getting it, because we're going to make sure she got it, because we're going to be helping her plead and apply the blood of Jesus wherever she needs. We got her. All right, y'all just stand up. We're just going to end this. Thank you, Father. I'm just going to do some prayers right now, applying the blood and pleading the blood over us. Keep it going, Zini. The video stop. So right now, Father, I just pray the fire of God just consumes each and every one of you wholeheartedly. I thank you, Lord, for the fire. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I release the voice of the blood of Jesus against demons and, and evil spirits that would accuse and condemn you. Right now, rebuke and cast out all spirits of guilt and shame and condemnation. Right now, in Jesus' name, through the blood of Jesus, I rebuke Satan, the accuser of the brethren, from your life right now in Jesus' name, through the blood of Jesus. I rebuke all spirits of torment and fear because you have peace through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your peace. I cover right now and by the blood of Jesus your minds and your thoughts. Thank you, Father. And I'm going to remind you that you have redemption through the blood of Jesus. And you are redeemed from the power of evil. Right now, I pray for anyone who needs to receive healing in their body, that you receive it right now through the blood of Jesus. I command all the accusers to depart through right now through the blood of Jesus. I rebuke and cast out all spirits of slander and accusation through the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over all of you. I plead the blood of Jesus over your families right now in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over your marriages, 
your children, your children to come, your grandchildren, your grandchildren to come. I plead the blood of Jesus over your ministries in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone on your hands right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over your feet that wherever you walk, he goes with you and before you. Ha! Thank you, Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus that wherever you go, you open your mouth and you create with Jesus. Whatever he has you to say that you create with your mouth in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over miracle on the water that's going to take place, that people get set free and delivered in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for the people you have that's going to be working there and for the people that are coming. I plead the blood over them in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over TCVC and wherever anyone attends. I plead the blood over the body of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the blood, and we won't take the blood for granted. We choose not to take the blood for granted, but we choose to be obedient to what you have us to do, Father, because you have been too good to us and so good and so merciful and so graceful, and you continue to give through the blood. So we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. the kingdom of God and his righteousness.